Hey there, lovebirds. Happy Wedding Wednesday, and welcome to episode 106 of Your I Do Crew, a wedding planning podcast. Each week, co-hosts Atan and Lindsay bring over 30 years of industry experience to the table with insight and interviews from local and national wedding pros to give you the best tips, tricks, and hacks that will take the stress out of your wedding planning process and help elevate your special day. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to Your, your I, I Do, do Crew. crew. Hey crew, I hope you're ready for what's kind of a special episode. I'm coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. And I say live, if you're listening to this on the launch date, I'm actually recording it on Tuesday, October 15th. So we're at the Wedding MBA 2019 conference, which is the largest wedding conference in North America. And it runs from October 14th to 16th. So if you're listening to this on the date that it drops, then this is pretty much live. (laughs) So if the sound quality is a little different, you might hear a little bit more of a room echo, or you might hear the hum of the air handler. It's because we're staying in a small Airbnb next to the convention center. So I'm not in my usual podcast studio. Also, uh, you might hear that I'm a little froggy and uh, I want to share that initially we were actually going to interview another local vendor that was on our schedule for this week, but she lost her voice. And we're not sure if it's from the jet lag, the air travel in general, uh, the change of climate, the crazy conference schedule, or what. But she can't even make a squeak right now, and my voice just actually came back. So we're going to have her on at another time. And Lindsay is just flat wiped out from the conference schedule. So I decided to take this opportunity to talk about a topic that I've wanted to do for a while now. And that's family weddings. And what's really cool is that one of my sessions that I've been to at this conference was actually based on family weddings, which was really cool. So at this conference, we've all been going to some general wedding business sessions and learning more about how to make our business run more efficiently. But we've also each had some of our own specialty seminars for our particular category. So as I'm a wedding officiant, I've been learning about how to make more interesting and unique ceremonies for my couples. And so like I said, I've wanted to talk for a while about family weddings. And when I say family weddings, what I mean is a wedding where the couple already has kids. And that could be they have kids that they've had together, or they have kids from previous relationships, or both, but whatever the situation, it creates an amazing opportunity to include the kids in the wedding ceremony to symbolize the full joining together of this new family into one cohesive unit. And so a lot of times I talk with the couples about yours, mine, and ours, and those kids and and how they can be involved and do that. So the first thing that I want to say right off the top is before you go making plans to get the kids involved in the wedding ceremony, make sure that they want to be involved. Now, sometimes with much younger kids, they may not have a strong opinion. A two-year-old probably won't have a strong opinion about being involved in a wedding ceremony. But especially if you have an older child, you know, 9, 10, a teenager, you don't want to alienate a child who isn't comfortable with either this new marriage, this new person in their life, or possibly being part of a public, um, 
a public spectacle, being part of a public ceremony in that way, or public speaking, or they may feel that it really isn't their place to be in the wedding ceremony because the relationship is between their parent and the new parent. So whatever the desire is, you need to respect their boundaries. If the child wants to be involved, that's awesome. There are so many different things that you can do. But if they don't, and you force them to be involved in this wedding ceremony, you can do serious and possibly irreparable harm to the relationship that you're trying to build. And it can make the bonding and blending of this family unit so much harder, or honestly, even impossible. So that's the most important thing. First and foremost, make sure that it makes sense for the child. And it may be a series of conversations and it may be hard to get that information out of the child, but just sit down with your child, be open and honest and say, we'd really like you to be involved in the wedding ceremony. Here are some ideas that we had. What do you think? How do you feel? Do you want to be a part of it? And go from there. Once you've established that the child wants to be part of the wedding ceremony, there are so many different ways for them to be involved. And this is the really cool part. And it's really fun because you can tailor it to first and foremost, the age of the child and what they want to or are willing to do, but also their strengths and their skills and how much responsibility they want to take on. One pretty low impact way for them to be involved in the ceremony is by ushering. It's a pretty low impact job and pretty much any child over the age of about five could do a decent job of it. But family members will think it's really cute and it will help the child to feel involved in what's going on on the wedding day. And even if you're having a pick a seat, not a side wedding, they can still help to walk in the grandparents or older relatives. And what you'll notice as I go through the rest of these is that they get a bit more intense for the kids. So I'm basically starting with the lowest impact and lowest stress or anxiety commitment and moving up from there. So the second way to involve your child, which is again still fairly low impact, can be as a ring bearer or flower child. And I say flower child, I know that traditionally you would say flower girl, but I have seen kids of both genders as flower children. Heck, I've seen grandparents as flower children who were literal hippies and flower children. But a child of either gender can be a ring bearer or a flower child. And again, those are great jobs for even fairly young children. I've seen kids as young as two who have been successful in either of those jobs. Uh, and in fact, I've seen flower girls pull ring bearers who were less than a year old along in a wagon down the aisle. So even if you have a pretty small baby, you can still have them fulfill that duty. Uh, and again, it's a great way to involve them. And that's a great job for a young child. Stepping up in the commitment from there is to make them a part of the wedding party. Now, I don't usually consider a ring bearer or a flower child as part of the wedding party because generally they tend to sit down during the ceremony. Not always, but generally. So when I'm talking about making them a part of the wedding party, I'm talking about having them be a groomsman, a bridesmaid, a bridesman or a groomsmaid because we do see a lot of mixed gendered wedding parties these days. Make them a best man, a maid of honor, and depending on the age of the child, they can be either a junior groomsman or a junior bridesmaid or just a regular one. And again, this generally means that they would stand up there during the ceremony next to you being well-dressed and they'd get to walk up and down the aisle. Now, speaking of walking down the aisle, if you want to up the ante even more, 
you could have them escort one or both members of the couple down the aisle. So again, in a traditional wedding ceremony, you would have the parents escort each member of the couple down the aisle. Or potentially one might come on from the side while the other would be walked down the aisle. But and again, in a traditional, in a very classic setting, a parent would walk one of the members of the couple down the aisle. It's so easy to flip this on its head when the couple has children. It's very easy for, say, a bride to be walked down the aisle by her child, or it could be even more meaningful to be walked down the aisle by her partner's child. Again, if the child is comfortable with this, this is an easy substitution instead of having the parent walk the couple down the aisle. And for my part, the officiant, it's actually very easy to just change the language a little bit and ask, who is it that supports this person today in their marriage? And then the child would say, we do, their family does, so on and so forth. Again, since it involves some speaking, and some being in the spotlight, so to speak, it's a little bit more high impact than the previous ones. And so it takes a child with a little bit more confidence or willingness to be in that spotlight and take on that role without getting anxious. And speaking of speaking, <laughs> the next thing to do would be to take a, uh, what we would generally call a performing role in the ceremony, which could be either as a reader or a singer. So oftentimes in ceremonies, we'll have someone give a reading, which can be anything from a holy scripture to a favorite movie quote, to a poem, to a excerpt from a book, to song lyrics. So many things are out there that folks can have read in their weddings. And again, having a child read that in the wedding is so, so, so meaningful. Um, a few times I have had couples who have been either widowed or divorced who are getting married and one in particular I'm thinking of this couple each had a 15 year old daughter and each daughter gave a reading in the wedding and it was so meaningful there was not a dry eye in the house I promise you uh, one read from Les Miserables and the other read from uh, The Velveteen Rabbit and it was so 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 wonderful and even going one step further, if the child is talented as a poet or an essayist, you could have them actually write the readings that will be given, and that would be so meaningful for them to do. Or if they aren't talented to actually compose the writings, you could have the child choose the reading, which would be wonderful as well. If they are a talented singer, oftentimes folks will have music before the wedding or during the wedding during a unity feature. If you have a talented singer child, you could have them sing during the ceremony as well. So what's more intense than reading or singing during your parents' wedding? How about saying I do? You can actually have the child participate in what we like to call the declaration of intent or the consent. So whereas with the couple, I would ask, do you take this person to be your partner, to be your spouse, to be your companion in life? What we would ask the child would be, do you take this per person to be your parent, to be your step-parent, to be a mentor to you, to be a role model. Any combination or any single of those things makes a very, very powerful moment. And again, I cannot stress enough of preparing the child for this, asking the child if they want to be involved, and giving them every opportunity to say, no, this is too much for me. But this could be an incredibly meaningful moment for the family, again, to show this bond being formed between all the members and to form one cohesive family unit. So having the child participate in the I do's is again, very meaningful. And of course the, the consent language for the parents can be 
modify it as well to reflect the children. So not only would it be, do you take this person to be your spouse, but do you take this child to be a part of your family? You know, do you take this family to be your own? And so on. Now, continuing to up the ante from there is vows. And people often confuse the consent with the vows. They aren't always paired together. Sometimes they are, but they aren't always paired together. So the I do is separate from the um, to have and to hold and sickness and health, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. But one of the things that you can do is have the new parent writing vows to the kids and or having the kids writing vows to the new parent or the parents as a whole together. There's one specific wedding that I'm thinking of in which a bride had a daughter who was nine years old and the husband was coming into this family and he actually wrote vows to his bride and to the daughter. And when it came time to read those vows about what kind of a father he would be to her, he got down on his knee to be on her level and it was incredibly powerful. And she wrote vows to him, too, that her mother had helped her write. And, you know, I take you to be my daddy. And there was not a dry eye in the entire hall. I kid you not. I was having a very hard time holding it together as they were reading these vows to each other. So that was incredibly, incredibly powerful. And not everyone wants to write their own vows, and I understand that. So if you work with a custom officiant, they will should be more than willing to help you and create vows that will reflect that family bond if that's something that you desire and again if the child is up for the challenge so you can still do the repeat after me style with a more updated language and the repeat after me vows having the child participate in those as well as a side note i just want to say that i love the term bonus parent instead of step parent that's something that i've had a few of my couples tell me step parent can sometimes be a loaded term there are stories of evil stepmothers and stepfathers and whatnot and so again a lot of times that term can make people somewhat uncomfortable so I really like and I honestly really encourage the term bonus parent now the next way to include children in the wedding is a lot of fun and this is honestly one of my favorite things to do just because I love unity features in general but including the child in a unity feature can be fun can be very easy to do if you pick the right unity feature and can result in a great activity for you all to complete together. Now, what kind of forms can that specifically take? Well, there are a ton. If you listen to our unity feature episode that we published a couple of months ago, you may remember some of these and some that I spoke about specifically being very easy to include children in. And those ones are painting a canvas, is an easy one to just include another brush and another color of paint, which can be really great, or depending on how many children you have, adding multiple colors of paint, an easy one to do. Maybe better outside though, with kids. The sand blending ceremony, again, very easy to include children in, or even taking a variant of that. You can get glass crystals that can be melted down into a glass piece for art, um, and those can be got in little jars and vases like that. And I've actually seen one where instead of blending sand, you blend a candy jar. And so everyone has their own type of candy, maybe M&Ms, Skittles, Red Hots, Mike and Ikes, whatever it might be. But each person has their own and they blend them all into one central candy jar. And again, that's a cute kids themed one. You can have a family marriage certificate 
where everyone comes up and much like the marriage license would be for the legal aspect, your officiant can provide a certificate of marriage or a certificate of becoming a family and everyone can come up front to sign that. Obviously there's a unity candle, which can be done with simply adding more tapers, more candles to the side, and each person can have one candle. If there's only going to be one child in the family, you can do a unity feature called the braided cord, where each member of the couple and the child have one strand of cord, and then they take turns passing them back and forth to braid them all together, again symbolizing the joining of their family. There can be hand fasting ceremonies, where children provide different cords and different ropes, or they're the ones winding the cord around the parent's hands. You can do a tree planting in which you have a sapling and the children each have a small cup of dirt that they pour in and then the parents pour water in. You can have a puzzle made with a picture of all of you and blown up to a large size and then you can have it done on Etsy where it's made into a puzzle and then you put it together during the ceremony. You could take a variation on the anniversary box unity feature which would usually be putting a bottle of wine and love letters into a box and sealing it for a year, you could turn it into a time capsule where each person puts in something that's important to them at that date and what the family means to them and then locking it up and not opening it for a few years. You could do a variation on the love potion unity feature where ordinarily a couple would put two ingredients into a central beaker or flask or whatnot, what have you, and mix it together and there's some science into it, but it basically turns from blue to red, and that's the love potion, and then everyone has a drink of it. You could do the flower bouquet or flower vase, where each person has a flower, and then you put them all into one central bouquet or one central vase, symbolizing the unifying of the family. You could make a sandwich together. You could have PB&J or cold cuts, and everyone has one ingredient, and they spread it, and they put it together, and then everybody takes a bite. And any of these, can and should be modified to include special considerations, references to the kids, or modified to make them more unique to your family. So if your favorite sandwich is a grilled cheese sandwich, then get a panini press and have it up there and everybody puts their favorite flavor of cheese on the sandwich and then grills it really quick and eats it. As I said, these can all be modified to be so unique and so much fun to your family. And again, I like Unity features because it's something that you can do and create on your wedding day that you can keep and highlight and show forever. The next idea that I have for including children is for the new bonus parent or both of the parents together to give the children a gift, something that is a keepsake. This can be a pendant, a bracelet, a charm, a tie clip, a medallion, or even a ring for the child to wear that could be engraved with something that has a special meaning to the family. If someone is taking someone's name and if initials are changing, it can have the new initials or can have initials of each member of the family. Or if your family has a symbol that's important to them, like an old coat of arms or something, you can have that put together. Or there is a symbol that was created by a Methodist minister to represent the joining together of a family in marriage with a child, which is three interlocking rings, which can be found pretty easily online, and you can have that engraved as well. So to have the new bonus parent giving the child this token of their commitment to the family can be very meaningful, and it parallels the ring giving ceremony between the couple. Speaking of, 
the ring ceremony for the couple. Probably the highest impact way to have a child to participate in the wedding ceremony. And this won't be for everyone. I'm putting that out there right now. But you can have the child put the rings on the parent's finger to symbolize the commitment to the family. And that when they are marrying, they're not simply getting a spouse, but they are getting an entire family. Like I said, some people won't like that. Uh, for some, the spouse putting the ring on the finger has a particular symbolism, but for some, this might feel right. It might resonate and it might make sense. And if that's for you, go for it. So those were 10 ways for kids to be involved in the wedding ceremony itself. Now, there are, of course, a bunch of different things that they can do before the ceremony or even at the reception to be involved and to have meaningful participation in the wedding. For example, before the ceremony, they could participate in DIY for any decorations or crafts or favors putting together of things like programs. You can bring them to the cake testing and get their input as well, or to sample the catering, which could be a lot of fun, or might not, depends on how picky the kids are, I guess. You could give them a special gift to wear, whether that might be a special piece of clothing or accessory or a piece of jewelry, a locket or something to wear in the wedding itself. So it would have to be given to them before the wedding. Or you can have them participate in the first look if you're having a first look as well. I frequently see pictures of couples having first looks with their parents. Again, no reason that you can't include your child or substitute the parent for the child in that way. And then after the ceremony, at the reception, a number of ways for the children to be involved. You can have special dances. Frequently we would see father-daughter dances with a bride and her father. And in that same spirit, either member of the couple can dance with any or all of their children in that same way. And in doing so, you can let them pick out the songs that you'll dance to. It might be fun, it might be funny, it might be wacky and silly. You might end up doing a serious dance or you might end up doing whatever the latest Fortnite dance craze is. You can also include them in the cutting of the cake. And fair warning, if you include a kid in the cutting of the cake, it's probably gonna be a cake smash. We'll just put that out there. And speaking of the cake, you can get custom-made cake toppers to include the images or likenesses of any children that you have as well. I've seen pictures online of wedding cakes with a couple on top and then kids placed in different places around the cake to represent all the children of the marriage. So I know I've thrown out a lot of ideas for you, but hopefully I gave you some inspiration and maybe a few good ideas for a way for you to include your children in your wedding ceremony. And that's this week's episode. Thank you again for listening. We are so glad that you choose to spend your time with us. Remember, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash your I do crew or leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast network. And make sure that you subscribe to make sure that you don't miss a single episode filled with great stories and wedding tips. So stay tuned for all that and more on next week's episode of Your I Do Crew. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot, Wedding Wire, Facebook and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages. And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, 
email us at feedback at youridocrew.com. Thanks for listening, and here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. Cheers. I want to get... credits are as follows. Song title, I Want to Get Married, by artist D. Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international.